I'm Osher Ginsberg. If you're listening to the sound of my voice, you are on the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. Hi, I'm Georgia Love, and you're listening to the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. What do you do with an arts degree? I'm still not sure I know. I skipped three years worth of lectures just to binge watch awful shows. There must be some scholarship for accruing worthless knowledge. It's my only talent, honey. That and losing money. Let your excess hex debts rest and then just join us while we start on our bachelor. Bachelor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, the most recent episode of the Bachelor of Hearts podcast. It's up to date, it's current, and it's the news. <laughs> what uh, This week's headlines, Xavier Obetsky Noonan. Oh. <laughs> also, The Bachelorette. And finally, Max and Kelly. Oh my I God. feel a we bit We don't get our own headlines? <laughs> Breaking news. Uh, fucking, you guys... Just let me get on with it, all right? Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. Okay, so, Kelly, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to introduce as, as if I'm Don Pardo, the guy who introduces people on Saturday Night Live. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, I love great. This. So, um, uh, with musical guest, Kelly Don Helmerich. And then I wow. am... Um, really good. Max <laughs> Quinn. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Needs a bit of that. Needs a... Yeah, that... that free-flowing jazz sax. Kelly, have you got a, a top-quality comedy bit for the start of the podcast? No! Yay! <laughs> All right! Great, perfect. Uh, it's wonderful to be back yeah. recording yet another great podcast. I had the pleasure of seeing Kelly, like, yesterday? No, two days ago! I'm very jealous Yay, of you both. I saw yeah. you play a rock show. Mm, what do you think? Um, you dedicated a song to me, but it was, um, one, a bad dedication, and two, uh, then went on to dedicate the song to a bunch of other people as well, so fuck mm. you. Well, um, <laughs> yeah, it was, the dedication I made was, Kelly asked me to dedicate a song to her, and so here it is. <laughs> Something along those lines. Uh, <laughs> but Max, we were thinking about you the whole time. I know, wow. I'm sure. Wow. Yeah. You were with me and you were thinking about him. Yeah, it's a, an Avril song waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a little complicated. Mm. Uh, all right, this is the Bachelor of Arts podcast. We are the show that asks the question, what on earth is wrong with Charlie? Mm. Oh, my goodness. Plenty. Plenty. There's so much to unpack this week. That's the, the main takeaway that I have is that we saw a real clear display of uh, emotional manipulation within the context of a relationship play out on the TV, and I wasn't comfortable or okay with it. Mm. We also saw some hometowns. We saw some, uh, what else, some stuff with Tate? Yes, uh, Tate had a, had a date. Uh, 
<laughs> Great. <laughs> Some yep. more of these good comedy <laughs> segments. Um, what else? We went to Germany for a while. Oh, yeah, that was weird. That was weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, a lot of product placement this week as well. Heaps. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, we would like to thank our sponsors for the podcast, Stussy. <laughs> that is true. Stussy, uh, after appearing on the podcast, I think, uh, yeah, last after week? appearing on the podcast last week, now dressing Kelly uh, exclusively. Mm-hmm. Um, they have not <laughs> made a formal arrangement with me and Xavier yet. Well, the arrangement that they made with us is that if we're not going to wear Stussy, we're not allowed to wear anything. Oh, that's right. Yes. So, so we are nude. Yeah. Top yep. to bottom nude. Except you've drawn the little S on you because I think you think that's a Stussy thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it is, in fact, a Stussy as, as far as I thought. I mean, at least I thought that we were kind of being a bit activists about it, you know, like yeah. completely naked, protesting the hell out of it. Stussy riot. I thought... <laughs> I thought oh it was like a Superman God. thing. I was trying to look for something. I was like, Stussy, pussy, Stussy, pussy. There's a joke <laughs> in here. Something is here. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, between the three of us, we can sometimes think of a joke. <laughs> and that's why people tune in every week. Yep. Well, what's new, Stussy Cat? It's the Bachelor of Hearts <laughs> oh podcast. Goodness. Oh, my God. Well, let's go on with the show. Fantastic. Do we, I mean, let's just do it, right? I think so. Oh, this momentum is incredible. It's only, <laughs> <laughs> I just feel a need to comment on it and slow it down <laughs> just a little bit. Well, let's dive right into our recap of The Bachelorette Austria. Alia. Hmm? Mm. Still funny. Uh, season four, episode nine, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is. Okay, good. Um, so, Osha arrives at the mansion with a bunch of lederhosen on a suit rack, and they're going to have an Oktoberfest-themed group date. Gross. Mm. Um, yeah, it is It is a little bit gross. I think they made it out to be a little bit grosser in the promos. Yes. Because Ali makes this joke about, like, she's looking for the man who can drink the most beer, mm. but she's actually kidding. Yes. Whereas in the promos, we were like, oh, this show's really taken a bit of a turn. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kelly, is that something that you look for in a man who can drink the um, most beer? Um, yeah, I look for who can drink the most beer and then I stay right away from them. So that doesn't <laughs> yeah. usually. Yeah. Honestly, that is fairly realistic. It's a great strategy. Yeah. <laughs> So the fab fight. I'm sorry, the final fight. <laughs> I like that they all get into a car, like the opening yeah, of every yeah, queer episode. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, but it's very hetero. <laughs> um, the final five get dressed up. They pile into a car, and then we indulge in this really funny product display of uh, the new Mitsubishi, whatever car they're in. Yeah. Um, we, you know, they they test out the sunroof, and it's got a touchpad, and it's got CarPlay integration <laughs> where it reads out your text messages. Funnily Are you sponsored enough, by Hyundai now, Xavier? <laughs> it's not a. It wasn't. It's not a Hyundai. I'm not going to say what brand it is. You already oh. said what brand it was. What? No, my dad. Oh, my dad yeah. has a car yep. that I was in this week yep. that has this weird message function where yep. um, I didn't know this, and so I was just playing some music. We were listening to Phoebe Bridges. I was yep. showing my dad for the first time, and then it interrupted with text messages from my girlfriend. No, <gasps> that's no. my worst nightmare. And my dad was like, oh, you should test out this feature. It's a lot of fun. And then we were trying to, like, reply to her. And I was like, please stop texting me right now. Like, saying it out loud. Uh, and also, it refused to um, it refused to type the word fart, no matter how many times the, the ways that I pronounced it. So, uh, stay away is what I'm saying. We're offering sort of the counterpoint to this product mm, placement. Okay, so we don't want to purchase this, this beautiful automobile. Yeah, don't yeah. I, yeah, this is not my beautiful Okay, car. even though Karamo said it was cool, 
we're <laughs> yeah, not. Yeah, well, okay. Yeah. Um, you can't just live your life by his. I mean, I would, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I think Karamo out of the five of them is the one that you'd follow for actual real life advice. Mm, mm. Jonathan, maybe. Maybe. It depends what type of advice I you need. You get into trouble being a friend of Jonathan. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what he's kind of all about. <laughs> <laughs> what if we had a queer eye podcast in the off season? Mm. Um, they arrive and they meet up with Osha, who I guess teleported there because yep. he's not in the car with them. Very odd. They couldn't have shown off a car with enough room for Osha. <laughs> uh, and Ali is there. She's dressed in a dirndl. We're really doing the whole fucking thing with Germany. Did you find it weird that, it, that they didn't do this date in October? Yes. It is a bit off. When is when does Oktoberfest take place? It has I happened, would say right? In October, at the very least. Yeah, I yeah. think it's the start of October. That's what I think. Mm. Mm. Like um, it's, but then again, it's I didn't know until today that China and India were next to each other. Right. Okay. Well, that seems like a separate issue, Max. <laughs> <laughs> were you because hoping was... to bring that up on the podcast? No, to embarrass yourself. I'm embarrassed for you. Um, Thank so you. So I was thinking, like, they didn't film this, like, obviously in October, but they could have aired it in October. I found that very strange. Yeah, they mm. could have bumped it all up a little bit earlier. So, as far as I know, um, yeah, the fest is uh, in Gainesville, Florida from 26th to 28th of <laughs> October. <laughs> it's a 16 to 18 day folk festival running from mid or late September to the first weekend in October. Right. There you go. Okay, so it's definitely over and done with. Mm-hmm. And it's not like they were filming it during October Fest. Certainly either. not. No, no, it was cold. Mm. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm angry. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so they basically they play, they play some games. I can never really bother describing them properly. No. It's like coits, but they're tossing pretzels onto this board, and then they get different sort of outcomes based on where it lands. It's like what? Sorry, coits, coits. Yeah, coits. Russell, Russell. Yeah, like yeah. Russell Coates. Ah. All Aussie adventures. All right, time to hit the road. <laughs> get behind. <laughs> You're good at that. Thank you. Is that a term that people know or no? Uh, it's like horseshoes. Is that better? I've never heard of coiting, but yes, okay, horseshoes. Yep. Whatever. Um, Charlie gets blindfolded. Then he gets a bowl of sauerkraut, which he gets to pour on Bill's head. And it sort of bounces off Bill's like weird gelled hair stuff. Yeah, he's got <laughs> such a strange noggin. It really does not do any damage to him at all. It's mm-hmm. just like... Spoiling. <laughs> it's really good. <laughs> do you know um, what then- I was thinking about this? Sorry to interrupt you, Xavier. No, no. Um, that <laughs> you don't sound that sorry. <laughs> I'm not really. Um, uh, I was wondering how you guys thought about the fact that obviously there was like uh, a lot of intensity and um, fighting like last episode. Mm. Yes. Mm. And then to introduce like this, that's just going to, I feel like make people flare up even more because they're dumping shit on each other's head. They're really yeah. stoking the, the fires, aren't they? Yeah. I think that's what they were after. And I also think probably this was pre-planned months in advance. So right. perhaps they hadn't expected the previous challenge to get all physical. Like if I was planning the arc of this in my head, mm. the sort of like tension point comes last week and the breaking point comes this week where finally all of our um, energy that's been pent up in this house and all the machismo can be released. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, by dumping a bowl of sauerkraut on Bill's weird mannequin head. Yeah, but you're well, right, that's how Kelly. I usually do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but you're right. Like, that last week was pretty bad, but this is actually the worst. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Um, then uh, <laughs> Bill gets to dump sauerkraut on Charlie's head, and then we hear Charlie getting super intense about how, like, Ali needs to see Bill's true colours. Is his true colour white? <laughs> Like, yes. is it just white and covered in mayonnaise and <laughs> pickle fucking... brine? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that sounds like me. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Those are my true colors. My color is pickle brine. If you cut me open, <laughs> I, br- I bleed brine. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, how many beer steins can the men carry through an obstacle course while blindfolded? Very important when you're looking for a future husband to it's so know this. Romantic, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yes. And I think it, it is important that we're testing this skill as well as, like, on this season, we're also testing their ability to carry Ali on a chariot around an obstacle course without spilling too much water. That's important. That is Which, something that I also look for in a man. Right. Yeah. And I think that, like, a relationship really doesn't stand much of a chance if you can only do one of those things. But yeah. it's really important to, after a couple of weeks, make sure that they're capable of both. So Bill manages to carry eight beers and then Tate tries for ten, but he spills quite a bit of it. And then we don't even bother watching. Like, Todd and Daniel's attempts just get skipped over. It's almost unimportant. It's almost as if all of it is pretty (laughs) skippable. Uh, Then Ali gives Charlie shit directions whilst he's blindfolded. Um, Apparently by accident. But Mm -hmm. I'm thinking to myself, does she have some... Thoughts about Charlie and how much he wants to spend more time with him. Yeah. Um, so only four of his beers end up counting, and then Bill gets the extra time. Do you guys think? Because like it really like she's like I don't know what came over me. Suddenly I just couldn't give good directions anymore. Like how does yeah. that happen? She did seem very stiff and rigid when she was giving that confessional. Mm. Uh, if I was Ali, I would prefer to spend more time with Bill than Charlie. Sure. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, then there's a bit more interesting product placement. <laughs> and I think this is like really kind of a low moment for the show in terms of like how deep they will go for a pol- like a product placement. Because mm-hmm. they're like, well, that was fun. Boy, we forgot to plan anything for the rest of the thing or whatever. Better just order in. I'm pooped. <laughs> so they go on Deliveroo and you watch Ali with her mobile phone go on Deliveroo and pick out a restaurant. We've clearly paid quite a bit to be there, as well as Dilveroo. Yes. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's Una's restaurant in Darlinghurst. Is I it expensive to go to Una's? Um, I mean, I don't know. I was, I mean, I Are would assume it costs right more, than one, more than Una dollar. Oh. Um. <laughs> well, when it arrives, uh, Ali gets to introduce Bill to traditional German food that actually goes in your mouth rather than on, on top your of head. your head. Mm. Very interesting style of eating that they have there. It's very different there, yeah. Um, she <laughs> she asks Bill, do you like sausage? <laughs> and Bill does this hideous cackle, like it's the funniest and most ridiculous thing he's ever heard in his life. I will include a clip because... Nothing it is really has, weird. Nothing has ever been funnier to Bill than the idea of him liking sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm keen to try some sauerkraut. <laughs> Do you like sausage? <laughs> I love that he's just... But anyway, Ali is still worried that Bill is just saying what she wants to hear. For example... <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like, you know, Wipeout, right? You guys know Wipeout? Of course, yeah. It sounds yeah. like the beginning of Wipeout. Let's play Wipeout. Okay. <laughs> Wipeout! The pork knuckle with sauerkraut and rusty at Una's cost twenty six fifty. Not the worst. They have items ranging no, from well, about how $12. Much is the worst? 
times. I don't know anything about Germany. Uh, <laughs> what else have they got? Uh, not sure. Hmm. Don't know where they're located. Not between India and China. There's something to do with Europe happening over there. <laughs> uh, right in. All right. <laughs> Leave it in the comments. Leave in the comments, please. Yeah. So we hear Bill say, My heart is fully open to falling in love with you. I'm happy to say that I'm all in and I could see a future. Bill can see the future? <laughs> Very weird. How fucking cool is that? How have we not talked about that at all? I feel like Bill was heaps less annoying this week, but like, are you just finding that you're not learning anything about him True. whatsoever? Bill's boring. He's so mm. boring. It's like he's either annoying or boring. And I can't... Like, I don't know anything about his personality. The only thing that I really know about his personality is something that we learned off screen. That's right. That yeah, he's yeah. a huge fucked racist. Yeah. Exactly. That and I racist. don't know if, like, maybe I just shut down once I learned that about him. Or if you're right and there's just nothing new coming out. It's entirely possible. I guess we haven't, like... I mean, what we've seen Bill do a couple of times is call Charlie a wanker. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Mm. We know that he's got a grasp on at least that one piece of colourful language, and he does seem to hold his ground. Um, he's got some sort of moral compass, I suppose, uh, except for the fucking except racism. Except for the racism. Yeah. Yes, it's really hard. Yeah. And he likes Adelaide, which is a huge yeah, red that flag. Is, I, I, that's a concern. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it was really nice to see Bill, at the very least, I mean... Was he telling Ali what she wants? Is he all in on this? Does he have a personality? Who knows? Is he some kind of, uh, like, mollusk that attaches, like, a barnacle to the side of a boat? Is <laughs> Ali the boat in question? All these questions will be answered as we continue with the podcast. I like that even on the on the rare occasion that we're not presented with a boat date, we can still relate it back to that very comfortable territory for us. <laughs> Um, Bill explains, with work, I just have to close up my business here and go work for someone for a year or two in Adelaide until I can get some contacts so then I can do my own business. It can easily be done. That seems like a big deal, right? What's his job? That's a huge yeah, I don't deal. know exactly. He's a, he's like a builder, isn't he? Or is Tate uh, the his builder? His name is Bill. Duh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe he works as a um, puppet. Is there, is there a chance that he is a puppet? <laughs> Uh, I think he's some sort of like ec- No, Robert was the plumber mm. No one's sure We don't even know what Bill fucking does I'm going to have to look it up <laughs> You keep going, I'll look up what Bill does Okay, fine. I'm looking it up Alright, All right. well we'll have race. a competition to find out Who can find out what Bill does uh, the fastest He's a racist, that's right <laughs> <laughs> He's a professional racist No, he's a mechanical plumber Mechanical plumber, yes. different to the uh, other kind of plumber yes, Which yes. Robert was Right He's career-driven and opinionated, according to his profile on Denplay. Which, I mean, true. Uh, He has a big opinion and he loves sharing it. We've heard his opinion, certainly. Mm. Um, Yeah, okay. He's a busy man with his own mechanical plumbing business. (laughs) You have to give me more information than that. Postman Pat's a very busy man. Like, that's, that's the summary that we're getting from Channel 10 here. Mm. Yeah. He has a job. <laughs> okay. Um, not much help. Anyway. Everybody knows his racist disposition. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, Ali is impressed by Bill having a plan, even though to me it seems somewhat unrealistic. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but, you know, before long, she's saying, I think Bill is 100% genuine and he's got the kindest heart. And then they pash on the couch. And it's like a really, really quick turnaround. It's very quick. I do want to say, though, 
Bill is the only person who has presented her with a realistic plan up until this point because Ivan's plan was I'm just going overseas for two months to become famous, got to go by, then we'll have five kids, boy, girl, boy, girl, boy. Which no one else has bothered. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But how much is Ali actually that interesting? Because, like, no one else has bothered, but they're all in the top five. I know, no. I know. I mean, Bill's the only one who has said, I'll move to Adelaide. Right, yeah. Uh, he's presenting as a pretty good option right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, cut to a single date with Tate. It's just happening. We've given up on envelopes. All right. Ali wants to see Tate open up and reassure her since he was a little bit quiet last week. You might remember they were uh, smooching in the, on the couch, on the couch. Underneath the duna. Yep. That's a red flag. <laughs> it's a really bad sign. Um, they meet up on a cliff and they smooch. Uh-oh. <laughs> Not again. Um, and then they go for a dip in a rock pool together. Uh, and Tate, I think, continues to struggle to communicate with Ali. Um, but Ali's voiceover keeps saying things like, there's no doubt that Tate and I have a special connection. Yeah. Like he's hot. Yeah, he is. I mean, they have a special, like they are connected by lip, you know, <laughs> but they're horny for each other. Totally. And I think that you meet those people who you are definitely like sexually compatible with. And that is yeah. just someone mm. who Thanks, you are. Max. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, Sometimes I don't want to get like deep into Ali's like psychological like makeup or anything like that because sure. I don't know her. But sometimes I wonder if Ali doesn't have the ability to separate those two like connections. Yeah, and the sex connection and the love connection. Confused. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but then you also meet those people who, uh, like you say, do struggle to do that, and you sleep with someone one time, and then it's on, and you're in love. Mm. Uh, yeah, it, like it might just be that that's the kind of person that she is, and what we're seeing here is her, wa- like, get real horny for all of these dudes and be in love with most of them. Yeah, I mean that's kind of part of the message of this season, right? Mm. Is like, can she figure it out? Has she figured it out? Will she figure it out? <laughs> or will she figure it out after the season ends when they have a horrible split up? No. <laughs> As someone who's never felt. Love before all wow. love. <laughs> wow. Apart and here both of us are having my, a wonderful podcast with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um I I don't know. I feel like that was just a joke and I didn't have anything to follow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Good. I think she needs to go with Tate because they obviously have like a very um I feel like they have heaps of chemistry and I don't really see that same chemistry even though she's like made out with all the guys there. But yeah. like what, Daniel? Yeah. Um, Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think you're right. I think the, the what they're doing here is introducing a little bit of doubt so that there will be tension for the next few weeks. Exactly. Until That's exactly wins. right. Um, because otherwise he's like the clear winner. Yeah, but yeah. will he be able to open up? This you have to watch every you. episode until the finale to find out. Precisely, yeah. What you need to do, and I think this is the right play in this situation, not that any of us are ever going to find ourselves in the situation oh, where there know. are four hot men competing for our attention, oh, um, like on this a reality TV right dating in. show. Oh, okay, probably not that. That's the that's the caveat that I was going for right. eventually. Um, I think the play here is that you choose the person who you have the best chemistry with, which is Tate, and then you figure the rest of it out. Like, Bill, yes, he's saying, I'll move. Charlie's saying, yes, I'm crazy. Daniel's not saying anything. And who else is on the show? There's got to be one more, right? Is there another one? Oh. I don't like this. I, Did we miss someone? Tate, 
Bill, Charlie, Todd. 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 Oh, sweet Todd. Todd's a nice man. He is, isn't he? Yeah, but is he hey going to move to Adelaide? I'm going to put knows? my video on for a second, okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you did need to do that. That's absolutely true. Just for um, the listener at home who's not here in the podcast studio with me and Zave, uh, Kelly's wearing the, would you call them lit, Kel? Lit? Yeah, do you think that they're the littest glasses that you own? I don't know if they're the most lit glasses in the world, but they're definitely the littest glasses that I own, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely agree. Kelly looks lit right now. Oh my god, thank you so much. <laughs> we look positively dark, uh, unlit. Yeah, we're um, dim. Dim. Dull? Yeah, we look... Oh. Okay, Never a dull so moment. out of the, the Bachelorette contestants that we definitely know and remember... Um, who, who would suit these glasses lit? better? Oh, who no, do I think is lit? lit? And who is unlit? <laughs> okay. Todd, lit. I think Todd's lit. Yeah. Yep. Um, Charlie, unlit. Not lit. No, there's, there's no way that Charlie's lit. I think Tate's pretty lit. Or yeah. Tate has the capacity oh. to get lit. No way. Tate is the most lit. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Um, and then uh, Bill is not lit. Yeah. Yeah, Bill's not lit, I'm afraid. No, Bill um, might get turned every so often, but hmm. Bill's not lit. I feel like Bill no. like could back it up, but <laughs> I don't think he would, you know? <laughs> like, he would drop it, but not like it's hot. Mm, I understand. Drop yeah. it at like a sort of tepid sort of level. Yeah, I mean, I, it's also really important to know that um, Bill, obviously, there are all those signs up at the moment that I've noticed... Um, calling for his arrest oh is that so yeah have you not have, do you not know this about him i've been looking around but i don't think i've seen any of well, these. all these signs say bill posters will be prosecuted <laughs> and it's like i mean i didn't even know that that max. was his surname but maxwell <laughs> that's, max. that's really not that good that's uh, awful. <laughs> it's so terrible. I know i'm so happy about it mm, i'm glad someone is <laughs> uh oh there we are yes so after a bit more kissing and some more not talking, um, Ali points out some red balloons which have been hovering above them, onto which have been tied some tough questions and conversation mm. starters. There's quite a few of them up there, I know. How many? <laughs> How many, Xavi? <laughs> How many, I Lena? Took a moment to count and there were actually <laughs> nine and nine sick <laughs> love balloons. Oh. Yeah, yeah. She's German. She's German. She it ties into the whole episode. Door. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, what's Tate's biggest fear? Not finding love, apparently. Wow. Have you ever heard of spiders, Tate? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> Fucking idiot. <laughs> you dumb shit. <laughs> what are you guys' biggest fears? Have we done this a million times on the podcast? Yes. Probably. I am Have scared we? of heights. You're scared of heights. What am I scared of? Oh, suicide. Yeah. yeah. Mm, oh, scary. I'm scared of the dark. Mm. <laughs> Put all three together, you got a, <laughs> you got really a nightmare. <laughs> really situation. good horror, horror movie. Mm. Uh, Starring Jane Curtin. <laughs> J- Jane Curtin? Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. Okay, that's better. <laughs> that's better, yeah. yeah. Jane Curtin. Who's that? Jane Curtin's from SNL and is uh, in Third Rock from the Sun. Got it. She's the best. She's genuine ignorance like, from 
Charlie. Excuse me? You, you remember Dan Aykroyd's famous... You can't like, call her that. No, but it was, that's the... Oh, my God. Look at what Kelly's doing. Oh, she looks lit, <laughs> She's guys. lit again and she's dancing. <laughs> you know, everyone's favorite part of the episode last week was us reacting to her putting emojis on screen. Now it's, <laughs> now it's her wearing Please sunglasses. Please just keep going because the glasses, you know, they maketh the woman. Thank you. <laughs> This is premium content. Okay. We should have a, uh, what are they called? That thing where you have to pay money to listen to another podcast from people who make a podcast. <laughs> What's that thing? A subscription service? A pyramid scheme? Yeah, that's the, that's yeah, the good, one. Good, yeah, good, good. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, uh, Ali's biggest fear is not getting that love reciprocated. Oh, boy. Which is <laughs> like, hey, Tate, you fucking listening? Are you listening, Tate? Because, yeah. yeah. Is this thing on? Uh, tapping Tate on the head, I guess. Um, Ali then underlines that point, saying, I would like reassurance. I want to know how you feel about me. Get it? Get it, Tate. Yeah. Uh, Tate sort of chuckles, and then they move on to the next question. Hello, Tate! <laughs> Mr. McFly! Um, are you open to being engaged by the end of the year? That, in my opinion, is a fairly full-on question. It's a pretty full-on question, but it's That's something that Ali wants. Well, it's true, and it's part of the reason... I mean, it's a big part of the reason why she's there. Yes. But uh, I was watching this episode with my girlfriend, and then she obviously just turned to me and was like, so we're getting engaged by the end of the year, right? I was like... Oh, Oh, nice humble brag about your girlfriend. Well done with your happy engagement. Mm. Yeah, so you guys are all invited to the wedding. That'd be the best. Kelly and I will split our flower person duties. Thank you. Mm Mm-hmm. They're roses, of course. Yeah, we'll wear the matching glasses. I'll find someone. Is Osha going to be the... Uh, Celebrant? Yeah, that's what Oh, I thought you were going to say the groom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, it's a three-way marriage. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It's uh, me, you, and Xavi? Yes. I mean, oh. you, me, you, and Max? Yes. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, good, good. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, Tate says if it feels right Knowing I'm with the right person I think you can sometimes Get caught up in the emotions Right away And oh, be blinded by away, them But Tate. you need time Literally living together To know that it's going to feel Like What it's going to feel like To live together For the rest of your life He's right He is right He's right But it's not the right answer For this setting You should just be like I think so Yeah Right Just be like Yeah I could be like, I <laughs> like him more For, for not um, Just saying what Ali wants to hear. to hear. That oh, is true. He's look, being I agree. A not Bill. Yeah, he's being yeah. genuine about what he wants. It's not the right answer for The Bachelor, but it's the right answer as a human person. Yeah. Um, and Tate's biggest deal breaker, he says, I don't have any. Oh. Tate, have you ever Mine's heard of Spiders? Andrew O'Keefe. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like deal or no deal. That's yeah, good. good. Thank you. I like that. Um,. He then admits to having some self-doubt and feeling like he may not be good enough for his partner. And then Ali in In The Moment says, That is a huge concern of mine. What if I'm in a relationship with him and he goes, I'm having self-doubt. And then he walks away and I'm left at square one again. I feel like I'm going to lose him and it's left me feeling really nervous. That's so weird to me. Yeah. Because, like, self-doubt is one of the most natural things. I mean, maybe just to me. No, but... to the people I know. Yeah. But, like... I feel like a, a very natural response to self-doubt would be to just try and be supportive and help the other person To be compassionate. It. Yeah. But Ali, I mean, I can understand being, uh, you know, uh, uh, th- worrying too much, thinking too much. Sure. Overthinking things, thinking mm-hmm. like it's your fault if things are going badly. Yeah. Or if the other person feels weird. Yeah. But 
Also, your responsibility is not to then panic. Yeah. If if possible, <laughs> you should try and be a nice. You should supportive yeah. human being about that's it. That's kind of right? yeah. The the way that I think that that is supposed to work. Uh, it's not. I don't know. I don't want to tell Ali how to live her life. No. But, like, it just struck me. But Ali, we know you're listening, and this is... Yes, (laughs) exactly. Here it is. Mm. So go back in time, like, however many months it was, (laughs) and change the thing you said on telly. (laughs) Or that you might have said, or told to say, or got edited into saying something like that. Franken bitten into, yes. All right. Well, anyway, Tate says, if you do have strong feelings for the other guys here, I want you to explore those because I want you to be happy, which is like in the real world, a nice thing to say. And well, I guess in the real world, you wouldn't probably be put in that position. True. But like, it's a bare minimum sort of pleasant thing to say to someone who's being the bachelorette. I think. Yeah. Like you should be allowed to explore the other. Mm, Sorry, Xavier. No, no. I think it is really noble of Tate to say those things. I don't know. I really like Tate and I like that mm. he's, I don't know. I thought that was great. Um, yeah. Ali is like, I want someone who will fight for me. I don't want, you know, someone who is fine with me exploring the option. But it's like, that's what the show is. Like, yeah, everyone signed a contract saying they were fine that she was going to be dating 18 other people or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Does, does the opposite, like the, the other option is someone like Charlie whose true colours are going to, well, have been coming out every week, but, like, his, like, desperate need for control over the situation... Yeah. Like, really rears its ugly head in this episode. And it it's like, absolutely manifests very soon. Yeah. It's, uh, like, it's troubling on both sides. Like, whichever way you look at it, the side of Ali at the moment feels a little bit... Um, is discompassionate the right word? She, there's no compassion really being showed for Ali toward her future partner mm. if it is Tate because it's, you know... Rightfully, she is the bachelorette, but it's also got to be about what he wants if this is going to be a relationship that manifests right. in the long term. Uh, whereas on the other side, Charlie is just a, a fucked, cooked frog. Mm. <laughs> mm. Mm. And not like in the French cuisine. No, 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 no. I don't think you fucked them before you cooked them. Well, <laughs> the French. Mm. Oh, the French champagne. Uh <laughs> <laughs> so after some more staring at each other, Tate finally says, like, I like you, Ali. And it's been so hard for me to tell you that. And I didn't want to literally tell it to you until the time was right. I was like, well, it shouldn't be that. Hard. Yeah. Um, but Ali says it's important for her and the person that she ends up with to be able to say, I love you to each other. And Tate says, I know I can get there, but I'm not going to say it unless I'm there. So I think this is good That's great. because it's like, it is a little bit early and they don't really know each other that well. Yep. And you can tell they have chemistry and a connection, but yep. also like we have good tension for the finale and like, yeah, it they're not rushing in. It's great. It's like Christmas movie syndrome, right? Like I've watched two Christmas movies this weekend. Really? Yes. What were they? Um, so the holiday calendar, um, which I half finished you talked about last, last time, but Danny fell asleep. So now we've finished it this time. Okay. So you told us last week that the calendar comes to life. Yep. Can the, I don't want to spoil it necessarily, but does the calendar survive? The calendar survives. Oh, that's wonderful. And so does life. Oh, fucking God. It's a Christmas yeah. miracle. It was a Christmas miracle. The thing that, um, and the other one was like Christmas with a view or something like that. They're both these like hallmarky Netflixy uh, in cinemas now kind of. Is Whoopi Goldberg in it? Whoopi Goldberg isn't, but uh, in one is Vivica A. Fox. Okay. Do you remember from uh, the 80s? She must have been in like Bold and the Beautiful or something like that. Sure. Yeah. I um, remember she was A. Fox. 
yeah, and I think the moral of these Christmas movies at the end of it is they say I love you to each other, you know, even though they've only known each other for, in both cases, two weeks. Mm. Um, and look, I bought you a house and oh, we're getting married. Goodness. And do you know what I mean? Like there's all of this... Uh, this craziness and I think that Ali is pursuant of that but Tate is expressing himself from a more uh, place that acknowledges the magic of Christmas but was told at six years old that Santa probably wasn't real well I watched a Christmas movie by the name of Suspiria <laughs> this what week. the fuck is that <laughs> it's about a ballet dancer who goes to a prestigious ballet academy and learns that it's a front for a coven of witches and the supernatural and that sort of thing. It doesn't sound like Christmas at all. Oh, well, you know. It's well, that's kind of not like Christmas at all. <laughs> it's kind of like Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, Die Hard is secretly a Christmas movie. Witches, baby, please come. <laughs> Alright. Yeah, that's really funny. Um, uh, wait, wait, wait. Wait, deck the... Ho- no, okay, hang on. Wait, give me one sec. Uh, we wish... Deck the Halloween. That's pretty good. Thank Max, you. you're funny. No, thank you. You should do a podcast. Well, I'm a white man in my mid-twenties. I'd be a crime not to. Ah, <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, good. Let's talk about the cocktail party. Tate does a little fake out and pretends to reveal the rose that he was not given on the date. Uh, pretty good, but also kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, speaking of which, Ali sits down. That's with how I describe my l- very own life. Yeah, <laughs> pretty good, but also kind, <laughs> kind of sad. Of sad. <laughs> Ali sits down with Daniel. Mm. Who? Yes, remember? Mm, no, he's a ghost. Uh, Ali says, "I'm picking up your nervousness," and Daniel laughs and says, "It's good nerves, though." <laughs> Ooh, yikes! <laughs> At this point, you're in the final five. Get over it, dude. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but he knows he shouldn't be. I yeah. think that's the, the message of Daniel is he's like, why the fuck? Am why I am I here? still here? Fair enough. Uh, he says, I can't believe five weeks ago was our first night together. And now, yeah. Well, not our last night together, but um, <laughs> uh, I wanted to bring you over here because I wanted to say, and then Todd walks in and interrupts them. So good. Which is great. And then Daniel's like, mm. This is bad timing And then he sighs And then he toasts to a bright future With mm. Ali Before saying Well, let me take you over to Todd <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> One of the men you're actually dating <laughs> uh, Pretty rough He has this like look of resignation on his face And he takes a he big, knows. big gulp from his drink Because he's like The open bar will not last for me <laughs> It is <laughs> The look of someone who just knows That they're not long for this world mm. And is like, I'm going to get so much fun made of me by people in their mid-twenties oh on podcasts. Yeah. Well, we, you know. <laughs> You're welcome, Daniel. Yeah. Uh, he's got the upper hand, though, doesn't he? He's on TV. Uh, uh, I mean. Who is more <laughs> laughable? Podcasts, the way of the future. Oh, true. Yeah. It's Radio Netflix. That's, yep. It's uh, the Radio Netflix. Your ears. Springsteen it's deep cut. Like a book that you can not have to read or even care about. Yeah. Mm. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like TV that you're not looking at. Let's keep going. It's like movies, but somehow even fucking longer. <laughs> <laughs> um, Let's keep going. And then, yeah, and also he kind of. Do even not egg him on to keep going. <laughs> 
<laughs> he means keep going with the other stuff that oh, we all okay, love. Yes, please. Yeah. Keep going <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. So I the, we have this rose ceremony, and it's like the music is so needlessly dramatic because we all know what's going Everyone on. Everyone is aware who's going home. Yes, there's a real elephant in the room. Um, but she hands out the roses. It goes, Todd, Charlie, Bill, Tate. Wait, did you say the elephant in the room? She hands out the roses? <laughs> I'm not saying Ali's an elephant. <laughs> oh, because she's pretty fit, right? Right. Yep. And she never forgets. Ali the elephant packed her things in the middle <laughs> of the circus. Ali the camel has three humps. Well, right now four Ali humps. I think right. she has five. Five oh, yeah. at the moment, yeah. yeah. Uh, bye, Daniel. Damn. Oh. Whatever, right? <laughs> yep. No longer at it with the white man's. Well, she's still at it with the other white man's, I suppose. Um, he gets a couple of little hugs from the boys and he tells Allie, thank you. I hope that you find what you're looking for. And then Allie says, thank you. I'm sure you will find what you're looking for. Guys, they had so much in common. There was <laughs> so much chemistry. You could see them both through gritted teeth, yes. trying not to tear the clothes off each other right there in front of the other men. I like that they said the same thing, though, because it's like <laughs> if they just took the time to get to know each other, they might be really, really great match. I hope you know. get that DVD that you've been um, aching to find since 2006 when DVDs were popular, Daniel. What's that exactly? I don't know. It's just maybe that's something that she <laughs> found out about him that he's collecting DVDs. Okay. So he seems like a DVD collector. <laughs> you kind of right, honestly. Yeah. I get that vibe. <laughs> what do you think he's after? Uh, I think that Daniel collects like... Sequels. Dan in real life. <laughs> he wants the movie. What does he do? What is Daniel's job? Oh, Kelly, you tell us to hurry up and then you ask us these impossible <laughs> questions that no one could ever answer. Because For one thing, I've got to figure out which Daniel we're talking that about. Daniel is a True. personal trainer. Oh my God. Can you imagine getting personally trained by this? Oof. I mean, now, I literally can't imagine doing anything I would, if with you, him. If it behooves you, I think that it would be it'd be nice if you were just to do a um, if just to sit up for one for me. If you only if you're <sighs> welcome, I, I wouldn't. I I hope that you find what you're looking for in this sit up. Mm. It's good nerves. Mm. <laughs> I've got nerve damage. <laughs> it's good nerve damage. <laughs> um, this sounds like so. I'm reading on Ten Play. Yeah. Um, Daniel's bio, yes. and it seems like so unbelievably perfect for Ali. Like a personal trainer suits Ali. Isn't her dad a personal trainer or something? That's what she um, wants. Yeah, he's attracted to women who are strong-minded. Yep. Um, he likes the outdoors, adventurous, um, and his deal break would be if a partner couldn't give them a hundred percent of herself. Yeah, yeah. It's like tick, 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 tick. There's Ooh. a lot there. Also, his name is Dan, and oh, she nice. clearly has a type. Yeah. For, oh, yeah. <laughs> she loves Dan's. Yeah. I know. We started off with 22 Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. That's the end of that episode. Let's move quickly along. Okay, my dear friends. I have to go. Okay. Oh, no. Well, it's the yeah. departure of, of Kelly. Kelly. Well, I went with the goodbye of Kelly. That's much better, actually. <laughs> uh, Kelly, we love you. Enjoy wearing your sunglasses to a social event as opposed to on a podcast. We love you. <laughs> Thank you for dabbing. Okay. okay. I didn't hear any of that because my headphones fell off. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. You are already out the door. She's out the door. Yeah. It Just for listeners, okay, Kelly just you. keeps dabbing. She won't stop dabbing. Love you, Kelly. <laughs> and enjoy... 
Whatever the fuck. Whatever, yeah. Um, can you can talk about me while I'm gone. Good. Okay. Um, we'll talk, talk about, about how, how you met my boyfriend at the rock show. Who's Amy? I did. Oh can yeah. Can I actually talk about that? I mean, if you want. Um, <laughs> what do I care? I'm not going to listen anyway. <laughs> <laughs> You'll never find out. <laughs> okay. Bye. Love you. Bye. bye. Love you. Cool. cool. All right. Okay. Well, just the boys. Just the boys now. Yep. Is that? Here's, a, here's the return of Kelly next week on uh, The Bachelor. Thank you. I can't you. really right. remember the song, honestly. It's the return of Kelly. Strap on your feedback. Thanks, Shooter. Yeah. We actually don't need you until next week. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she has to leave well, first. Well, I'm going to go home and feed my What do you got antelope? at home? You have an antelope. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Gotta That's go. Honestly, kind of interesting. I'd love to learn a bit more about Shooter, but... He's gone. He has gone. Yeah. yeah. All right, well... Let's jump into the Bachelorette Australia. It felt like you could have pulled two different muscles in the pronunciation of that one word. Yeah, I'm doing some stretches. Ah, oh. <laughs> I learned some personal <laughs> training tips from Daniel. Uh, season four, episode 10. Bit of product placement up top, just to start things off right. Ali makes this like putrid looking khaki, like green tea. It's not like green tea. It's like some weird sludgy... Oh, is this your intestine tea? I didn't really know what this was for. I thought it was the diarrhea tea. Yeah, it could be, but it's like... uh, There's a lot of tea ads that have been airing. Have you... Okay, we can talk about it. Let's talk. Kelly's not here. She's going to tell us not to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's this ad that's been airing. I think it's for Twinings or something. Oh, yeah. Which is for a new kind of tea that you can put into cold water and it's going to fucking change everyone's fucking lives forever. Okay. But the fun thing about it is it's this woman who's like walking down along the water, uh, like near a rock pool, kind of like the one in the last episode. Yeah. I almost feel like it might be the same one. Okay. Um... And she is like making this tea while she's sort of walking around. Mm. And then at the very end of the ad, after they've sort of described the product and that sort of thing, a big wave comes up and splashes at the edge of like, it doesn't get anywhere near her. Yeah. It's sort of like knee, knee height at, 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 at its peak. Um, but she does this little giggle and she's kind of like, <laughs> oh, water. <laughs> it's really funny <laughs> Keep an eye out for it I think they're airing it Basically every episode Okay I really want to watch this now I've been watching the last few On Tenplay And I haven't noticed Oh right Yeah yeah. yeah. Tenplay pretty much You only get ads for L'Oreal Yeah right yeah. yeah And you get that music Yeah and I mean My mascara game Has never been stronger mm-hmm. Yeah like with those Wet proof Lash 48 hour I don't know if I've seen these Because I've been watching On television Of course Well I love this podcast because we get such a diverse <laughs> range of opinions. <laughs> Two white guys in their mid twenties, uh, and Kelly. She and was Kelly, here for a yeah, while. She was here for a bit. You remember her? Yeah, she was good. Vaguely, mm. I wish she would return. She's a distant, distant dream. Mm. Uh, then we cut to Todd's hometown of Perth, and the message here is like Todd's a little bit younger than Ali, so she wants to make sure that their lives are going to fit together. Yeah. Um, fit as fuck together. <laughs> uh, so um, Ali's thirty-one and Todd's twenty-six. Yeah, something it's like fine. that. It's not a big deal. No, honestly. have you ever dated someone older than you? Have I? I don't know if I have. Yeah, honestly. Right. Yeah. Uh, I think. Oh no, a little. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. My thought is that when you, especially in your like mid twenties, early thirties, that period. Yeah. Five years, whatever. Doesn't matter. Yeah. No big deal. That's what my about, thought. What's your biggest age range? Uh. Five, six. 56 year difference. 56 year that difference. Is, yeah. I would say 
fairly big. Five to six years older than me. Oh, I see. Right. Yeah. Yes. Five to six years old. Okay. Yeah. That's a little bit fucked uh, up. I mean, yeah, I've got to go now to prison. <laughs> Bye-bye. Yeah. Goodbye. So it's just me now for the rest of the potty. <laughs> good Oh, Oh, that laugh. That was me. Yeah, well. <laughs> oh, and that too. You're good at throwing your voice. Are you sure you don't control Bill as well? <laughs> he is sort of my puppet. Yeah. I watched uh, Being John Malkovich with my girlfriend. Oh. Have you seen that movie? I love it. Oh, isn't it good? It's a great one. Oh, fantastic. Mm-hmm. A lot of good puppets. Lots of good puppets. Lots of good John Malkovich in it as well. Yes, certainly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Underrated, I would say, about John Malkovich. He's one of those people who was like cult appreciated, had this one or two, mainly one mainstream breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And then where did he go? Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like growing up, I knew about Eddie Murphy through to Will Smith, through to Mike Myers, through to Adam Sandler. Um, and then on the action side of things, and you probably think some John of the Malcolm actions as well. Be in that league. I'm like, where's. You, like, I was aware of who Charlie Sheen was or mm-hmm. who. Uh, let me think about who was. We're just listing you know, people you were aware of at a young age. <laughs> <laughs> Mum. Dad, <laughs> the fridge, my sister, yeah. the fridge, <laughs> yeah. the rock. I was aware of him. Oh, but him. Arnold. I thought yeah, you were yeah. talking about a rock. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, but I feel like there was a a, a real moment in time. Jim Car- Jim Carrey was around popular at the same time, right? There was a real moment in time where John Malkovich was at the height of the zeitgeist, and then R.I.P. You know, because I didn't have any cultural awareness of him. Up until it came such a time to watch being John Malkovich. Okay, it is now time. I mean, that's the genius of being John Malkovich is that they picked an actor who is not like... He's like in the perfect zone yeah. for a movie like that to be made about be him. like being Fred Stoller. Who, I don't know who that is. Great. Yeah. That's perfect. If it was like being Tom Cruise, you'd be like, what the fuck Why is this Why would movie? I want to watch this? Yeah. yeah. Um, Fred Stoller, by the way, is the uh, cousin in Everybody Loves Raymond. He is the... Uh, like- <laughs> Are you looking at Fred Stoller? <laughs> no, no, no. I looked up. I looked up John Malkovich. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I wonder what he's done recently. Like, he's in the movie Mile Twenty Two, which is out this year. Sure, I've heard of it. Um, but yeah, the top movie. I hope this comes up for other people. Being John Malkovich, like Con Air, and then a movie called, and it says the year that they come out. There's a movie called One Hundred Years, which says it came out in twenty one fifteen. Look at that. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Somebody's having a bit of fun Actual on the internet. Joy. Someone's had a very, very fun time. Oh, I like that. Uh, a great deal. Good job, internet pranksters. Wonderful job. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take credit for it. Let's do it. We it did was it. Us. Yeah. yeah. And then if you click through, it's an ad for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. If you watch that movie, it's like, you should check out this petrol podcast. Yeah. Oh, Fred Stoller is where I got to. Got He's it. got this great uh, audiobook and book called Maybe We'll Have You Back. And it chronicles his life as someone who wrote for Seinfeld and who was a bit actor in so many of the best and most popular sitcoms from the 90s and early 2000s as well. And just kind of exists in the Hollywood like ether Hmm. now as a bit actor. Hmm. Uh, He's a that guy. He's a that guy. Exactly that, Hmm. right? Like, I know that guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, Hmm. if you were to, uh, like, if you were interested in having your empathy bone uh, sort of like tugged at and and pushed away I uh, shut up Stop. now that Kelly's gone it's a ribald little boys podcast isn't it sick and disgusting so what are we talking about oh Todd Todd we like Todd um, Todd Monken 
Is that his name? No, Todd Monken's the offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Let's continue. Oh, it's so easy to get those two those mixed two, up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a whole question as to today why Dirk Cutter took the play calling duties back from Todd Monken when Todd Monken was doing a pretty good job. Dirk Cutter, I, am, I like. I would like to start the official campaign on this podcast for Dirk Cutter to be fired. There's no possible way that was a real thing about people. Yeah, Dirt Cutter. That's something Dirk, you call your Dirk little... Cotter. Yep. Oh, Dirt Cotter? Dirk K-O-E-T-T-E-R. I cannot indulge in this. Well, let's keep going. They meet near Les Murdy Falls in the Perth Hills, and they share a kiss in amongst the scenery. And from there, they go for a bit of a hike, which is something Ali does about once a week anyway. So yep. a good pick for a date. Strong. They share a kiss at the base of the waterfall before heading to a lookout to share a beer. Well, to have two beers. Oh, of course. Yeah, yes. yeah. One each. One each. One apiece. Todd says Ali will be meeting his parents, Jeff and Trish, plus his two protective sisters, Chrissy and Karen. Wow. Mm. So skip ahead to Todd's place where Ali is warmly received by everybody except Karen, who has an almost cartoonishly evil reaction to it. What the fuck him. is with Karen in this episode? <laughs> I think uh, they must get like really massaged, like this is what your character will be. Sure. But like it must it must be weird to appear as a character in this show which is ostensibly about your family in real life. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. This we should note is the classic hometown date. We've seen we saw two non-traditional hometown dates. We did. We did. In this episode. Which like thank god because these things can really drag on in I my know. opinion. Yes. This hometown date episode sometimes can be really boring in that uh, the bachelor or bachelorette is very nervous to go home to visit the town of the person that they have selected. There's one person or two people in the family who will act hostile mm. or in a hostile way to the bachelor or bachelorette. And then at the end of it, will it be uh, a kiss goodnight? Will it be end in tears? Will it be I'm falling more and more in love with you yeah. to set up for the finale? And there's definitely an expectation that the love word is going to start popping out mm -hmm. around here. Like, it's just, it so underlines the structure of the show. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. The the mean sister, Karen, she's like, oh, Ali's too old for Todd. And they're Whatever. a terrible match. Fuck you. Why, is she, why are they a terrible match? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. What part of them is... I, so, personally, I can't see it. I can't see why they would be a terrible match. They seem like nice people who would be nice together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and part of that is just, like, we haven't seen that many problems like there's not that much of anyone's no. actual relationships no in, we don't know anything except during problem of this show is like it's ostensibly about these people's relationships but really it's mostly just about like about their relationships a bunch yeah. of horrible men like running around in circles and trying <laughs> to carry things like that's the... and then rub it yes of course yeah yeah, yeah. Who's... making a little pasta oh sauce. good lord he should have done more pasta making. They he should, should have, have at least a done a triple jump, you know? Yeah, exactly. Wahoo! <laughs> You've been playing that switch again. Okay. Um, Todd sort of gets grilled by his sisters, which is interesting. Yeah. Like, it's not about Ali getting grilled. It's like, Todd, are you fucking crazy? What are you doing, Toddy? Um, they're concerned about the six-year age gap and how Todd plans to get his life together so that he's ready to settle down. Yeah. Which, like, I'm glad that we're discussing this it's stuff. It's good. It's important. But then Todd says he's got a three-year plan, which involves him becoming a cop. And then it suddenly comes crashing down. Like, I, fine, okay, whatever. But I'm like, I don't have a dog in this race anymore. Like, <laughs> I don't need any of these boys in my life. Um... <laughs> 
The sisters take Ali aside and Karen opens with, my biggest thing is he's going to get his heart broken. <laughs> and Ali's like, hmm. Hmm. Okay, Karen. Uh, and then Ali says, I'm 100% genuine and in this to find a husband. And then the sisters are like, hmm. Mm. Okay, Ali. Hmm. All right. Anyway, Ali explains that she wants to get engaged soon and have kids within the next three years. And this maybe doesn't strictly gel with Todd's plan to start a new career. She expresses her concern that maybe these timelines are going to complicate things a little bit, but she still envisions a wonderful future with Todd. And she's willing to try and make it work. That's kind of cool. It is kind of cool. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. it's, It's over and done with in, like, two sentences. Yeah. Like, the whole structure of these things is, like... We spend 20 minutes with each dude, and there's all this tension brewing. Oh, are and they ever going to resolve it? And glossed over, and it's fun. And it's so quick. Like, yeah. it, it sells it out, yeah. you know, because it feels so fake. Uh, Todd takes Allie outside and says, you literally make me feel like I'm in my own fairy tale. Which I think is kind of nice, but also, like, in this environment that's specifically, like, engineered to make you feel that way. Yeah. I would avoid being that on the nose about it. He really was. And this is coming from the dude who showed up in a Night in Shining Armor costume. Oh, true. You know what I mean? Like, as much as it is a callback, it's also kind of like... It's like, you pull yourself back as yeah, well. Yeah, in this yeah. moment, like, you need to be being a little bit more genuine rather yeah. than being, like... Because, like, if you check the social medias of the of the Bachelor, like, the actual Bachelorette yeah. or the Bachelor, not the people, but the, the show, yeah. it's all, like, glossy high-res photos with, like, a pull quote yes. in big text. Yes. And, like, you can feel them speaking in such a way that these pull quotes will be generated from their dialogue. Yeah. And, like, whether or not it's being written for them ahead of time or whether they're just, like, well, this will look good on Insta. Or like, you know. Yeah. There's a certain amount of media training or um, maybe not media training, but a mm. certain amount of social media savvy that you expect some of these men to have. Mm. And part of the reason that some of the other men are cast in the show is because they don't have that. Yeah. 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 And it's also like the the fairy tale thing is like definitely going to end in a couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Like the the fact that she makes you feel that way is like... I hope that keeps going for you guys, but also like your life's going to look a lot different if you guys end up together. That is not how your life is going to look. Yes. Um, But he then says, I am more sure now than ever that I'm falling for you, Ali, and my heart is yours if you want it, which I think is much better. That's a lovely sentence. Mm -hmm. Um, They share a smooch and Ali says, I don't want to leave. And it begins to softly rain in the background. It's nice. It is nice. Yeah. I guess she doesn't want to leave because it'll fuck with her hair. Yeah, the whole... You, do you know what I mean? Like, there's probably some Maybelline in there. Yeah, I yeah. bet. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Tate's hometown of Ballarat, Victoria. The rat. Yeah, ra- Ballaratatui. <laughs> no? Okay. Um, they meet in a park and Tate says they're going to feed the ducks. Beautiful. What Beautiful. else is there to do in Ballarat? <laughs> I've been sure. there. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, gold gold panning? Is that there? Yep, that was the gold town, yes. yes um, gold Fields also came from Ballarat. Do you Great. remember that band? Uh, nope. Uh, they... I know Ruby Fields. Uh, Ruby Fields is really good. No, Gold Fields uh, won Unearthed High one year. They cool. were called Howl, and nope. then they became Gold Fields. Doesn't exist. They came from Ballarat. What's happening to them now? I think they broke up, oh. but the drummer is in Cult Kiss now, and oh, he's really great. good. Yeah. We like Cult Kiss. They're the best. Mm. Um, will there be a cult kiss on this date? Blech. Blech. Um, Tate, uh, you know, they feed ducks. Allie says, hello, birdies. Yeah, you know it. 
That's my quote of the week. <laughs> I don't know Safety's why. quote of the week. Uh-huh. Hello, birdies. Yep, you know it. <laughs> um, they both laugh a lot. And then she says, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> what are they feeding the ducks is my question Good here. question. I hope that it's sanctioned duck feed and not bread. I think it looked like bread to me. Because you're not really meant to bad feed them for the bread, ducks, right? Yeah, you can't feed ducks bread. <sighs> I, I like hate to be one of those duck truthers. Yeah, we're kind of killjoys, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> we have a problem with everything. There's, a, I mean, there's a lot of problems to be had. You can't, I mean, I've fed bread to ducks before, and people have been like, "You can't feed ducks bread. Mm. They, they don't like it. Mm. Can't give them that loaf of sliced white, Maxi boy. No, bagels. Yes, they love that. They love a yeah, bagel. Yeah, anything yeah. with sourdough oh, all over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't just feed them any bread. That's what people really mean. Yeah. They're like, you got to go. You got to really, you, you know out. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Give them a whole baguette and see them kind of like, <laughs> try and cram it down their throat. <laughs> Good stuff. Tate brings Ali to the Forge Pizzeria. Yeah. If you can add some quacked pepper. Oh, good. Thank you. Bravo. Um, you can order it on the web. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Uh, they go to the Forge Pizzeria. It's very branded. It's somebody's friend's place, I'm sure. Yep. Uh, it's also deserted, and there are two pizzas just kind of waiting there for them. Very odd. It's like a ghost town. Like eerie. There. Where's Daniel? <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Uh, or perhaps Robert was behind the pizza. Oh. Mm. The ghosts of boyfriend past. <laughs> <laughs> or pasta. The pizza's wearing a lovely dressage of uh, marinated... Marinade. And... <laughs> I thought it was quite fashionable. Oh, yeah. Very, very yes, yeah, very good. Okay. Um, they dig into the pizza, even though I think they're about to go to a family dinner, right? It's very odd. Yes. What, what are we doing Why having pizza? We, and they yeah. just ate all that... Should be all bloated. Duck bread. Duck bread. Assumedly, they ate it rather than feeding it to the ducks. Yes, yes. I think so. Or maybe they ate the ducks. Oh, duck a <gasps> la range. Mm. Yep. Pardon? Because I'm not... Um... Tate says she'll be meeting his parents, Kerry and Steve. It's very standard names. Great, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, we're not going to... What were the names of the most recent ones? Chrissy... No, Jeff and Trish. Okay. Jeff and Trish, also Kerry and Steve. Steve. Of course, Jeff and Trish had a Todd. Yeah. Kerry and, and Steve, Steve had a Tate. Had a Tate. That's it's an interesting name. more interesting, yeah. yeah. Okay. Carrie and Steve might have a bit of zest. And in fact, they have a, have a uh, he has pepper. a sister named <laughs> he has a sister named Sky, which is also a somewhat interesting name. Yep. Uh, and his best friend Phil. Fucking Phil's all over his Instagram. Oh really? Yeah. You've done a bit of digging. I did a bit of digging. There's so much Phil on Tate's Instagram. Um, right. Dating back years and years and years. So the Tate story about back. them being best friends forever. Legit true. Okay, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did some Instagram digging as well. This is funny because that's normally what Kelly does. Yeah, I know. Yeah. To the show. Uh, I did some digging too. We'll get to what I did later. But they arrive at the house where Phil grabs Allie first, asking her, why are you on TV? Do you struggle to find a partner in real life? Are you in it for the right reasons? Phil sucks. He does a bit. Um, this is another one of those ones where we see the Batchy being asked a lot of questions, but we don't really see a lot of their answers. Yeah. Um, which they like to do, I guess, around the second or third hometown where it's like, we all know what's happening. Everyone knows what this is. Better ramp up the drama for the third act. Yes. Yeah. Um, I cannot focus on anything at this point other than Sky, who is the sister 
because she's got like a popped collar, which makes her look like a vampire. Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you remember this? Yep, there's Very a little bit odd. of Macklemore there too, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even think of that. But I just thought like the red lip and the like starchy white collar all mm. popped up. It's like, what is you playing at? Yeah, there's a little bit of ghoul. Mm. Ghoul. And she explicitly... Goulash. Ex- <laughs> yeah, that's what they're eating. Thank you. She explicitly expresses her distaste for reality TV... So it's not dis- not that surprising that she's being made out to be a villain. Yes. <laughs> because if you say bad shit about reality TV, <laughs> you, you deserve what's coming from TV. Right? On a reality yeah. TV show? Oh, there's just... Oh, okay. Mm. All right. But it is funny that she's like definitely made, like, made herself look like a character. Yeah. You know? like I, I don't, don't believe in love. Yeah. yeah. That's the treatment that she's given. It's very funny. Basically. Um, she says, it's not my journey, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Wow. <laughs> Um, Allie tells Tate, I really, really, really like you and I'm falling for you and I don't want to have a party for one. <laughs> and um, <laughs> She's going to be the, like, she's saying, you are the winner. You just need to say to me, okay, yeah. that's all that I need from you. Pretty I don't much. need yes. Yeah. I don't need cool. Mm. All I need is a baseline okay. Yeah. And she says this. At the dinner table in front of everyone, which is like such a big and clear move. Yep. Uh, a real boss move. I was in favor of it. Yeah. 10 boss. Cool. She's no 10 peach. She's no 10 peach. <laughs> yep. Uh, it seems to pay off though. I mean, everyone... 10 peach is maybe more for Robert the plumber, right? Wait, how the Italian come? plumber. Oh, is that what he put with his tomato salsa? Or no, because peach and the plumber get together at oh, the end of the Mario. Oh, very good. Thank you. Wow. You've been playing that switch, haven't you? <laughs> Um, it seems to pay off. Everybody turns around on her pretty much instantly. And it's another one of those things where it's like, this episode is so fucking long. Yeah. It's 80 minutes long. But yet the only tension that exists in the whole thing gets knocked out of the way in like one or two sentences. That's it. Yeah. And then the rest of it, we're just this like... the only important bit. Yeah. In terms of Ali's romantic future, at the very least. Right. Yeah. So then Tate and Ali make out in front of the house and they mumble some things that I can't quite hear in each other's ear. Um, Tate says, I'm just hoping this connection, what I'm feeling, is real. I'm literally leaving the ball in your court. And it's like, actually, dude, the ball's been in your court for, for like at least a, a couple of time. weeks now. Yes, yeah, like, and Tate, obviously, like, he has his little smirk on it and it's like, it's not a mumble brag, dude. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, he doesn't he still doesn't really say anything to her. No. And like not just in a because he's mumbling type of way, but also like in a there's in nothing actual substantial going on. Say something way. And then we move on to the the next hometown. Okay. Now, Bill's hometown is very interesting, isn't it? All right. Doesn't Bill make an interesting decision here? What is going on? I feel Okay, so set it up for us. Okay. So well, for starters, Bill has another bottle of that putrid green drink from before. Yeah. And it's Melbourne, so I guess maybe it's just like a trendy sort of Melbourne thing. Yep. We can say that. We've it's lived fine. There. We've lived there. Um, And it starts off so well. Like, Ali says they're going to take his dog Arnie to the park together. Yep. And I'm like, great. Why don't we have more of this? Like, this seems like such a killer move, honestly. Yep. Like, introduce him to the pet. Maybe you'll see this pet again. Maybe. Isn't it cute? Look at the Arnie is such a good boy. Oh, I didn't like Arnie. Not a fan of Arnie. So here's my thought on um this kind of dog specifically. It oh was uh, a pug dog. I think so. Perhaps even bordering toward French bulldog. Uh, Somewhere in that neighborhood. I just think they're they're not the best dog. Okay, that was your problem with this dog. 
Was yeah. it just okay. I think that dog generally and I think that the people who choose that kind of dog. Wow. Yeah. All right, so it's a, b- a bit trendy, listeners. Oh yeah, well, you know what you I mean. Know. I'm a very hip dude. I understand. <laughs> it's a bit trendy to have a dog like that, yeah. um, and it straight away made me think everything that I previously had thought about Bill, which was this is a poser. Oh, so you think this dog is sort of for show? Yes, mm. show dog, but not in <laughs> the uh, Bay Big in the City sense. Let's not talk about in that. your very own house. Yeah, I know. Um, they play with Arnie for a little while before having a picnic together where they try and eat a strawberry from both ends, yeah. like Lady in the Tramp style. Very odd. And then neither of them are jabbed by the needle that is strategically <laughs> placed in the middle. It's very weird. Didn't they arrest that woman? Uh, I think they arrest I think the she was released recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Um... Yeah, anyway, Bill then reveals that his parents are overseas and his siblings are, quote, too caught up with work. Fuck off. Isn't that... So the siblings... So the parents are overseas. Fine. Makes sense. Okay. Whatever. The siblings too caught up with work is a huge red flag, in my opinion. a fucking lie. Like, come and be on my reality TV show. No, I don't love you. Yeah, yeah. Well, is it like... um, Hi, I'm a producer for The Bachelorette. Bill, you've been amazing this season. We've had an incredible idea. Yeah. Do you reckon? It, like, like, it could be. I don't. I wouldn't put it past uh, past that to happen. Hmm. But either way, it doesn't set up very well for Bill, and he knows it. And there have been reasons. Like we saw on Bachelor, um, the most recent season when uh, it was Brooke who like brought. Nick home and it wasn't like a traditional family setting, but yeah. that was kind of amazing. Yeah, it was, it was great. Like she doesn't have a traditional family, and we got to sort of see a bit more insight into her life or whatever. Yeah, and like I can totally understand if this was that type of situation. Sure, but it super didn't feel it's that way. Really, it really didn't feel that way, and that was deliberate choice on the part of the editors. And I do want to touch on that a little bit as as we go forward. Mm-hmm. But uh, it didn't look good for Bill wasn't set up well for Bill I understand that it's editing if I'm in that position I rip the band-aid off at the start of the date right rather than wait until uh, everything goes wrong yeah which I it can't be like no human being would put someone else in this situation like real like real like maybe it's, but it's, it's so not I mean a great yeah situation. so so she will be meeting Sam and Callum who are two of his best friends as well as quote another girl who I've met here at the dog park whose name is Amy. And they're going to Amy's dad's house and Amy will be cooking for them. And like, if you've seen any of the promos or anything, or if you watch the episode, I mean, obviously. Yeah. But like, we know this is an ex. Yeah. And like, the idea is like, oh. Why are we going to his ex's dad's house where she will cook for them? Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so much wrong here because we know in the past that they have hired houses for people. Right. Like uh, Blake season. Do you remember that girl, Jess? She's one of the final four. People thought that she was really good and was going to win. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very beautiful. Yeah. Um, she came fourth. Yeah. And uh, they hired her this island home mm. off the coast of Queensland for the family to make a good impression. Yeah. I don't really understand what's happened here. I don't think that it's a budgeting issue. No. They've come off an incredibly good season of ratings with Sophie. Right. Uh, and also with Nick, too. I guess so, yeah. yeah. Um, but this rinky-dink uh, sister's boyfriend's cousin's dad's situation that has been rung up yeah, doesn't really make a ton of sense outside of there must be either something weird going on at home mm. or something 
well, they're planted fucking by the producers. desperate yeah, yeah. to have this X thing. Yes. Yes. Which, like, they've already... Because of the fact that they've teased this in every promo yeah. for several weeks, yeah. there's no dramatic tension to the way that they've structured this. We know who this is. It's very dull and boring yeah. to watch. Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Because it's like, even even though it's gross and very weird and inexplicable, yeah. there is an opportunity here for some dramatic tension. That's right. And they've decided not to even have that. No, because all of the promos have uh, like shoehorned it in mm. and put big spotlights around it. Right, yeah. Um, there's a little bit, there's like one scene that works, I think, where, um, Amy asks whether Ali would move to Melbourne and Ali says, well, no, because Bill has expressed to me that he'd want to move to Adelaide. And then Amy takes that news really hard. Yeah. But Ali isn't sure why. Yeah. I think that's good because you can see in Ali's face sort of like the clock is tick, like the cogs Starting turning to tick over. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, but I was thinking about Amy watching this season. Yeah. Where Bill has basically promised the world to Ali. Yeah. And like has not mentioned that there is anyone else important in his life or sure. anything. Yes. Like the fact that uh Ali thinks that he's too good to be true and saying all the things that she wants to hear. I yeah. can only imagine Amy, supposedly like a close friend of his, being like, hey, what the fuck? Hold on, Bill. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There must be some of that between the people who are Close to him, like significant this people layout. in yeah, his really life. Interesting. Right? Yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, Ali feels attacked by Amy's questioning, so she decides to ask some questions about their relationship. Uh huh. And Amy eventually admits that they did date for a very, very short period of time over a year ago. I did some digging on Instagram. Oh, good. Tell me all about this. Let me tell you all about it. No record of this ever happening. Oh. I went through Amy's entire Instagram feed. Oh. Maybe it was deleted at the behest of the producers. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Not a trace of it. Interesting. Maybe it was exclusively in stories that are now no longer accessible uh, to me. Of course, yes, I yes. don't know. Mm. It could have been a really fucking short time. And that, in, in fact, may be the case where it's like they went on like a date and then they were like, hey, Amy, let's play this up. Let's make you the ex. Yeah. When in actual fact, like, they're probably just mates. Yeah, and I think that that can exist. Obviously, you can go on a date with someone and it cannot work out, but they can still be a cool person and of your course. friend. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's just, it's it's odd from all sides here. Like, it's odd from Ali's side in the sense that she was like, I need to sniff this out and I'm suspicious of it from the get-go. Well, why is it sprung on her? Like, yeah. That's the weirdest part. Yeah, so that's like, you're absolutely right in the fact that it, this is an unideal situation. If this is your friend, ideally, Bill is the person who should be communicating. Also, look, he we were like, on a few These dates, are the people whatever. you're going to meet. Yeah. Because he has that conversation. Yes, but and also, if it was over a year ago, that implies that it was less than two years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how important is this person to you that she's going to be in your episode of The Bachelor? Pretty weird, huh? Yeah. Maybe it's like a bucket list thing for her. <laughs> like he's like, all right, I'll do you a favor. Because I somehow got on Batchy. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You can come along to Yeah, home as town. long as you cook in your dad's impressive house. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Is that the deal that's been struck? I don't know. Oh, totally I would odd. love to have any of these people comment on this. Yeah. Like in, outside of the show. I would, me too. I like, uh, we are strictly hypothesizing. We don't know. There's no info for us to go on. There's nothing. And they haven't even been talking, because like normally gossip magazines are all over this stuff. Yeah. We don't really know anything. Yeah. And like, and I think there's a really strict difference between uh, bringing someone to meet your friend and bringing someone to meet your ex in yeah. the first date situation. 
it appears that Bill was trying to do the former, mm. but they had been on some dates or something like that. But the way that it was uh, framed for Ali, mm. and particularly, and I think because it was sprung on her and because she was not made aware of it, yeah. probably deliberately, yeah. was uh, that this was like a real villainous heel turn, you yeah. know, and that she was there to sniff out what drama that what existed between Bill and yeah, uh, this Amy. and we're going to yeah. see this continue to play out next yeah. episode too, yeah. which is I I the frustrating thing for me is like I I think you're right the exes can be friends like sure. it it doesn't have to be weird yeah but the show is really underlying like I think it has a very there's a very traditional view of like romance and relationships that obviously is being put forward by this show yes We've talked about that every episode of this podcast since its beginning oh well we finally got there here yeah <laughs> yeah um but yeah it's just frustrating because like. That's another thing <laughs> yeah. that is untrue yeah. and becoming less and less true, I think, as time goes on. Depends, like, y- your situation, but sure, yeah. Of course. It can also be uh, very bad. As we're about to see. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bill says, thanks for letting me show you around Melbourne. I feel like you fit into my life really easily. And Ali simply tells him, yeah, it's been really telling. And then she leaves. <laughs> Bill must... The, the sweat must have dripped down the back of his neck yeah. and like onto his lower back. And his strings. A single, yeah, mm. a single bead of cold sweat. Mm. Seems like it can't get any worse, right? Yeah. Speaking of worse than Melbourne, up <laughs> <laughs> next is Charlie's hometown of Sydney. My God. And he takes her to Coogee Beach. Could this man be more generic? Yeah. Coogee Beach is really nice. It's gorgeous. But you have you been there? Yeah. My of course, everyone has been Everyone's there. Everyone's been there because it looks nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, Ali discusses that there are two Charlies. Yep. There's three Dan's, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's fun Charlie and intense Charlie. Right. Not true. Same dude. It- very much That's the, the same problem. Dude. You don't yep. necessarily want to separate him into two Not hearts. mutually exclusive. Right. In voiceover, Charlie says, It really still plays in the back of my mind that Ali will get this decision wrong, and I need to explain that to her. So it's very romantic. So straight up. <laughs> Which Charlie you reckon this is? Oh, my God. <laughs> Fun Charlie has come out to shine. Mm. Mm. Uh, yes, the two of them meet up in Coogee, like you said, and Charlie's going to give her a taste of what he does for fun. Fun Charlie! Fun Charlie, we love him. We love fun Charlie. They're going to go stand-up paddleboarding together. It's active and outdoorsy, but also relaxing and a good chance for them to chat. Who thinks this is fun? Uh... Yeah, I don't know. It makes sense for a batchy date. Yeah, it makes sense for them. And also, I prefer this to the other water sports dates where you just there's a motor involved yeah. and you can't hear anything. Yeah. this yeah. is. I mean, kind of a boat date, but I would say probably not really. Two small boat dates. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, apparently fun Charlie fucking drowned out there in the crystal clear <laughs> waters of Gordon's Bay. Because as they get back on land, the tone shifts. Um, the tone caps locks, actually. Yeah, legit. Um, in VO, Intense Charlie says, there's not going to be a hometown dinner after this. You're not going to be meeting my family. This isn't a normal love story. I'm not going to pretend like everything's peachy creamy. For what benefit? This... I do not like listening to this or watching this. I, I found it really confronting. Um, it's like textbook emotional manipulation behavior. Yeah. Um, to... I don't know. Maybe you've experienced this. Maybe you haven't. Haven't. Maybe you know people who have gone through something similar. 
to what is presenting on on your screen here, but like the uh, promising of something and then the immediate and hostile taking something away for self-serving and controlling reasons is Mm. like Mm. one of those really, really uh, hard to deal with and telling signs that you are being manipulated by someone. And it's like a display of both dominance and emotional abuse. And I, I really found it quite confronting. Yeah. 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 Uh, It keeps getting a lot worse. Um, We see this conversation between Charlie and Ali where Charlie says, my cousin, my auntie and her partner is where we're going to go tonight for dinner, but it just didn't feel right. Tonight's not going to happen. He says, I don't need their opinions to know how I feel. I need to be brutally honest with you. There is a good chance I could get hurt. There's three other guys that you're seeing and having connections with. And then Ali says, well, maybe we can just talk it out. And Charlie says, no, I need to know this is 100% real and right. And to do that, I feel we need to be exclusive. Charlie continues, I adore you. You're everything I've been waiting for. I can honestly see a foreseeable future with you. And I think you know that. I've shown that before. I'm falling for you hard. I'm at that point of falling in love. I really am. My problem is I think you're dating other guys. I'm finding it really hard to know that I can stand at the end. He thinks you're dating other guys. (laughs) That is what he says. There's a couple of... Yeah. I mean, the whole thing is so fucking disgusting disgusting that it's very difficult for me to make fun of. Yeah. Although also he is fripping over his words in a couple of weird ways yeah um yeah he says i i I find it really hard to know that i can stand at the end not being exclusive and say that i'm falling in love with you so like obviously the exclusivity thing yeah you're on the bachelor you're on the batchy that's all there is to it that's all that needs to be said about that what i think needs to be said is to look at you know i mentioned the the taking away of something that's important to you then the isolation, mm. which is another like of these facets of someone of an emotionally abusive partner, yeah, where someone is taking the not only taking the experience but taking the people away from you and isolating, yeah, and then trying to force your hand into a decision. If if you wouldn't mind repeating, what was that thing that he said in the middle there um, about how maybe I'll get hurt? Where he's firstly like prioritizing his own emotions over everyone right. else. Right. He's like, um, I don't need their opinions to know how I feel. I need to be brutally honest with you. There is a good chance I can get hurt. There's three other guys that you're seeing and having connections with. Yeah. And then like he goes on to make the very veiled threat, right? That mm. um, you're seeing these three other guys and I won't be with you and you're not meeting my people mm. because of something that you've done. Yeah. And yeah. that's disgusting. I really, really hated that. Yeah. yeah. I also really hate that he... Like, in between all this is like, um, I adore you. You're everything I've been waiting for. Yeah. Like making a it's lot grooming. of false promises yeah. and grooming and stuff like that. Yep. It's It's really, really great. He's like, I'm, at, I'm nearly at that point of falling in love. My problem is like this thing. It's this... Because he's dangling that carrot yes. that he knows that she's looking for. Exactly right in front that. Of her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He knows exactly what she, and this is exactly why he applied for the show. He applied for her, as he says. Yeah. And he knows what she's like, having been on some dates and having seen her on the TV, or at least mm. what she's portrayed to be like. Mm. It's it's awful. Yeah. This is, uh, at least in my opinion, this is so much worse than the fighting that we saw last week. Obviously, right. we don't condone violence on. This podcast, you know, like it's not a good thing to go about, but of course. this is so many steps above simply uh, finding uh, an excuse to hit someone yeah. as an outlet for your anguish. Yeah. This is, ugh, it's so manipulative and I, I really found it to it's be like so confronting. incredibly uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah. Um, he says, you get caught up in that bubble, but then you sit back and run through the process and you realize that, wait a second, I've picked the wrong person. I'm making sure it's locked tight. 
So Charlie is like explaining her own feelings to her as yes. well, which is something that she picks up on. And I think she like let's let's say it like she does an incredible job. Of Ali's amazing in this in this situation, which must be so fucking difficult. Yeah, because you watch like it's just this man trying to strong arm you into doing what he wants by using all of these veiled threats and isolating you mm. and telling you how you feel and this like uh, f- fierce and he's really good at it. Like he is so good at manipulating uh, the situation to appear to be what he wants it to be. Yes, it is intense, Mm. but I think that in other situations, in situations that aren't born of a pressure cooker, Mm. you fall in love with a dude like that because you don't realize that that's what they're like or because they can veil it for such an amount of time or a person like that. It's not men exclusively. Mm. Um, because that can be kept under wraps for a certain amount of time until such a point as they can. And it can look like a meaningful yes, connection. It, it can, can absolutely. Like and the things that he has said. Someone and caring about you. Yeah, the way that he was on that very first date uh, where he's so uh, kind to her and coaching her as they're in the scary situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the more that it develops, the more that you see someone who is scared and threatened and responds to that fear mm. uh, by really like trying to crumple and force this woman into submission. And yeah. it's awful. I think one of the scariest things about this for me is that at the beginning of this season, he really was being presented quite differently. Yeah. And I think they were, the producers of this show were thrilled to have an arc like this. Yeah. Where they could present someone as desirable and attractive and in control rather yeah. than controlling. Yes. I think. Yes. Where like, you you bring up the example of that first date where he's like coaching her in a way to not be scared. Like, you know, that that she can be vulnerable with him yeah. and that kind of thing. But they present that as a desirable quality. Admirable, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Which, um, you know, there there's a lot to be said for allowing someone to have vulnerability around you and that kind of thing. And how many times have you done Twister on top of a um, suspended... Sure. Whatever. And yeah. it's very scary. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Heights. I hate it. Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about our biggest thing. Earlier. Yeah. yeah. Right. But the, I mean, but just the, the glorious that, thing. Yeah. That, that, that they're willing to uh, make him out to be a, a, a positive figure as, some, as someone we should admire or something like that at the beginning of the series. Mm. Um, and then be so, in my opinion, like, I mean, it's not ambiguous. We're not meant to like Charlie. No, no one's still going for him no. at this point. Um, but I, I feel like, you know, that, that sort of, he should, there should have been more, you know, like the, the red flags should not have been smoothed over at any point. I'm not if sure they're that gonna they were. they're going to put him on TV. You, like, I, sorry to disagree with you, but mm. like, I watched this and certainly within those first two weeks, yes, it was all smooth and great. And I think that within those first two weeks, he was fine. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we didn't see too much of anything bubbling beneath the surface mm. within within those first couple of episodes. And then we were sort of showing the red flags from the point that it really started with Bill and uh, on, on the group dates and the jealousy that was starting to spike around there. Yeah. Um, I kind of adore this edit. Like as... as fucked as charlie is as 
I think that he might be the worst contestant, not only of this season, but maybe that we've seen on The Bachelor, mm. uh, on The Bachelorette. Like, yeah, I think that he, he might be take the cake as the most uh, evil, the, the, the worst one. Yeah. Because we have seen people who shouldn't be on the show because of their behavior outside of the show. Certainly. And we've seen, I mean, obviously, you can listen back through our past episodes. We've had plenty of problems with all yeah, of Yeah, absolutely. People. Like, you look at Blake or you look at, you know, whoever it is throughout the previous seasons, you know, Jake had zero personality. Mm. But this is someone who was presented as desirable and then turned out to be awful. And it's so much of a be careful what you wish for F edit. I guess that's true. Yeah. And that's powerful. I think in this day and age to see this man presented in this way and then for it to turn absolutely on its head and to watch the way that Ali responds to it Mm. is, well, that's the saving grace. The saving grace. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Is, is that you do see Ali see straight up to it. Yeah. See straight through it. You're right. It's fucking cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Charlie's like, do what you do best. Go away and think about it. I'm yours if you want it. I'm open and you need to let me know that. It's fucking gross. Before the cocktail party, Ali interrupts her own in the moment interview to go and speak with Charlie. Yeah. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, she has some questions for him. Firstly, can you explain to me what you feel at this moment with me? And Charlie's like, I have not changed my fucking opinion at all. Yeah. He says, I'm 100% committed. I'm completely invested. I can see a future with you. I can see myself falling in love with you. There's just one thing missing. It just being you and me. Yeah. The issue for me is that we are not exclusive. You're seeing someone else and it's not right. In the real world, you'd call it unfaithful. In here, it's The Bachelorette. And you can tell, like, he's so fucking pleased with that. Yeah. Like, he's had... Two weeks, presumably, to think of this. Yeah. Or, you know, a couple of days or whatever it is. Mm. Uh, I think Ali did, does exactly the right thing in asking him an incredibly direct question. Yeah. And that the answer that she receives is paltry and smug. Yes. So, Ali asks, like, what has changed since, like, she has obviously been dating all of these people since the, the beginning of time. the show. Yes. And, in fact, like, there's less people now. Like, what... Are you fucking talking about, you yes. crazy man? Um, Charlie says, the emotion is at such a high and I care so much that it's actually hit me. I was like, I don't know. And then he goes, you have the final say in this, Ali. I don't. I can't help but be confused. Yeah. And so Ali calls him out for having control issues and for wanting to be on top of the situation. Charlie says, well, if it doesn't work for you, then just say so. It means you and me were never meant to be. Which is like such a uh, black ultimatums and white ultimatum. are so like this is so typical of someone who is demonstrably emotionally abusive. Yeah, uh, it's, it's and and oh. like emotional abuse and stuff like that can take a lot of different forms. Yes. So um, when we say that something is textbook, like obviously there are different circumstances. This stuff can look different and that sort of thing. Absolutely. Um, but it's it's just so vicious and cold and yeah, like uh, it, so. The reason, like, so the reason that I say it is textbook, I guess, is because it rings true to my experience. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. rings rings true to uh, what I know of that behavior to be, right? Mm. Um, yeah. And it's really, I don't know, like, I found this quite, I guess, triggering, like, to, to watch this person really yeah. do this and to present the ultimatum and to give her every single thing that she wants. I want to fall in love. I want a family. I want kids if. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and to 
make the uh, to apply the pressure point and say we need to end the show right now because this is what I want. Yeah, is uh, yeah, it's, it's so terrifying. Yeah. Um. So Ali says, "Is that what you want me to say?" Charlie says, "No, it's not what I want you to say. Don't twist my words." And Ali asks, "Have you done? Th- have you said this to me to make me respond in action? Have yes. you done this to test me?" Good. Um, calling it out. Yeah. Because he has. Charlie says, if I'm not the one you're looking for, this is your chance to let me go. So that's like what he's left with yes. at this point. So Ali stands up. She doesn't say anything. She just yep. gets up. Charlie says, is this goodbye then? And she sort of laughs. You're fine? And Charlie says, well, I had my doubts and you've given me clarity now. But did you go away and think about this properly? Or did you just think about the worst case scenario? And Ali says, I thought about this properly. And Charlie says, what can I say to you, Ali? And then Ali goes, don't go. Have faith in us. And Charlie says, I'm not going to beg for you, Ali. I'm not going to get down on my hands and knees and say, please don't go. And then Ali, like with all the fierceness, but also like all the grace in the world. Like, yeah, it's this beautiful. Is it's a really, really, really good, really good yeah. moment from her. She says, okay, leave. Take care. Be okay. Know that I'll be thinking of you. Bye. It's great. It's fucking good. It's, tr- it's one of the best. Because she doesn't go yeah. off at him. No. She is the bigger person. Oh, she's fantastic. Yeah. The way that she says, be okay. Uh, Firstly, implies that he's not, you know. Yeah. Um, but secondarily, just like she handles this in such a measured way. She doesn't even give him the satisfaction of like an argument or any of that. Uh, yeah. Cool, like put down, like for Instagram, you know, like yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not posturing. Mm-hmm. And it's I did not- want to know, like, she does so with the security of a TV show and a network behind her. Sure. There are lots of people who are not in that situation, yeah, and it's it's really difficult. And there are avenues for you, uh, right? And you're you not know, a yeah, worse yeah. person if you're not able to stand up to them. Like Precisely Ali that, does. yeah, yeah. But um, hopefully, perhaps there are people who are watching this in their own relationships. Maybe either you know, maybe it caused you to question something. Maybe it uh, you found it empowering mm. to to go out and I don't know make changes to your own life if that's what you want to do and that's in my opinion this is the best uh thing that's going to come from this season yeah it's more powerful and more important than ali falling in love or finding love who cares about her fucking kissing tate at the end like, yeah i don't you know what i mean like i mean it, i i want her to be happy because she has had to experience this of course yeah um but like i mean her kissing tate at the end has been shoehorned for months now she's on the cover of the book while Tate is proposing the, we the ha- I Mills laid out all the books <laughs> Max came to my house to record this week and I did buy all those fucking books you did you write it off on tax oh uh, maybe yeah <laughs> from all my income from this show all of the yeah <laughs> I think that that works out that's it but hello Stussy is that yeah. oh true yeah <laughs> forgot about that yeah um so Charlie gets in the limo and he leaves and his voiceover says, it's sad to see her making the same mistakes again because she needs to get this right. Oh. So he hasn't learned anything and he's come out in the press and been like, I think I should have won and I think I would have won and, you know, like just continuing this. It's the worst. So, yeah, I don't uh, think Charlie should get any kind of platform out of this. No. Nope. Um, obviously, he has gained a lot of... Instagram followers and will obviously be, uh, you know, I, I hope that Australia doesn't continue to support. Yeah. Be- because like, it's really, I, so I want so badly for him not to be on paradise. Right. I right. want that to be, I think that's a critical. Well, that learning. will make paradise a really unhappy and dangerous and 
Yeah. Like a bad place to be and a bad show to watch. Yeah. And it should also be said, so firstly, uh, do you know who he's dating? I heard about this. Isn't he seeing Dasha? He's seeing Dasha from the the previous season, from the Honey Badger season. I have seen today yeah. some photos of Dasha leaving Sydney in an airport to go to shoot Paradise. Oh. I've not seen any photos of him going to Paradise. We just don't know. We I don't, don't know, know, yeah. Okay. I hope that that means that... Because, like, yeah. I don't want this person to be on my TV anymore. I don't want him to have a platform. Yeah. I'm, I'm done with this kind of behavior. As much as, yes, like, certainly we make fun of Patty for being like, oh, she's fit as fuck, that, and say he's a dickhead and it's gross. Mm. This is... This is that next step up where it extends beyond, at least for me, uh, a trope on TV Mm. and becomes something that's kind of a bit more real. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny. Like, I think I will listen back to the episodes we recorded earlier this season. Yeah. When we were like, well, Patty's the villain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, Patty's a fucking grub. He's an absolute grub. And there should be no, um, like... We shouldn't be we don't, light we're not on excusing Patty. Patty's yeah, yeah, behavior exactly. That's in right. the light of someone worse. Yes, but the like extent to which we have seen this kind of behavior portrayed on the TV this season is really, really bad. And yeah. I'm, uh, I don't don't want to watch him ever yeah. again. Yeah, I don't want to talk about him ever again. Me I too. Think we should not. Let's do it. Cool. Uh, so next time. Let's do it. <laughs> Final week, right? Um, okay, who's who's going to win? Well, I think Tate might win. I think Tate's going to win too. But I think there might be a nice little horsey date with Todd. <laughs> well, that'll be lovely. Todd's probably a good horse boy. Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tate and Ellie do an obstacle course. <laughs> Great. Just let, let us have this, yeah. you know? Let it be nice. Let it be nice. That's all, all I want from this fine. last week. Just Oh, and then there's Bill. And then also Bill is there. <laughs> and and Bill is going to talk to Ali about why he fucking introduced her to his ex. Which I can't wait to see. I really want to see Bill squirm. Right. Bill reminds me a little bit of Courtney Dober. Yeah, I can see that. There's just something a little bit too smiley. Mm. There's just something a little bit too well put together. I don't really know exactly what I'm describing. I don't know if Courtney is a huge racist, strictly. True. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We like Courtney. He's mm. dating Lily McManus. Oh, McManus. maybe McManus. McManus. And good, 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 good. Um, I, I wonder if they're still together. I'm not actually sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't checked that out. Let me have a look. Oh, Lily. Can we talk about Lily for a moment? Yeah, From what's Bachelor going on with New her? Zealand. Yeah. Um, she was just talking on Instagram about how she has a hearing uh, problem. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. the right way to talk about it. I feel bad. Uh, yeah, she struggles to hear. Yeah. Um, and it was just like a really open and honest and really quite wonderful video that's on her profile you can go check it out and she talks about how she has felt like she had to hide that for a long time yeah um but now she can um she's feeling like she can open up about it and help provide like a good sort of uh role model and you know moral support to other people who might be in a similar situation yeah we love lily she's good she's great she and courtney have broken up um okay as of the 24th of september right um but they're friends yeah, she and Courtney are still friends, Seems and they amicable. appear uh, together on all kinds of, you know, socials and chattings and etc. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Well, yes. Um, the fucking 
It's over. Charlie's done. Next Thank week's God. the last one. Okay. It'll be our last one for a little while as well. Yeah, that's true. We don't got too much. Yeah. It's going to be our last one till Paradise. And depending on the casting of Paradise, I don't know if we're going to necessarily <laughs> want to talk about it. We'll have some <laughs> internal discussions. Oh, boy. Okay. But Let's, anyway, uh, uh, because yeah. it'll be our last one, um, thank you so much for listening this whole time. Yeah, and, we've loved it. Um, and, you know, we do. Uh, we love to be famous. So, oh, yeah. And we that's, love making That's what friends. we're here for is so, the fame. <laughs> if, you, if you'd like to, we would really appreciate it if you want to share it around. Mm. Um this has been a bit of an odd episode. It's I been a know. weird episode. The first episode was really fun to discuss, but then I'm really proud of us for doing that very well yes. in the second episode. I think so too. Yeah. Thank you for being vulnerable. Yeah. And thanks for joining us, everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I meant you. Oh, me personally. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, I hope uh, hope you guys are doing well. Look after one another. Yeah. Um, you know, talk to people about this Charlie thing if you can. It if, was if really you feel like it'll rough. help because... Yeah. Yeah, I think any, you know anyone who listens to this podcast will will be the the right type of people to have discussions about this kind of stuff. And, yeah, um, it's more like talk to your cousin who watches it. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. That's kind of the, that's that's the point at which uh, we cross the bo- the border, you know, mm. Um, mm. and that you start to bridge the gap and that these conversations start to become more important. You know, like I'm excited to chat with my sister about it at Christmas. Yeah, your young sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, people who you know and care for and respect what you think because that's kind of the magic of this show in yeah. a way is yeah. like for some reason everyone's watching it like, yes it's you know it's on tv no one watches tv but like it. yeah you can if you have like an office workplace conversation about it or whatever yeah or yeah yeah have, like whoever it is you normally talk about this show with if you're listening to this podcast i'm sure there are other people in your life for certain um and yeah just like you know yeah, and if there aren't, fucking tweet us. Right. Well, tweet at us, hi. of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BOH pod. We're yeah. on social media. We're everywhere. We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much. And um, and we'll be back next week. And Kelly will be back too. Oh, the return of Kelly? Mm. Well, it's the... Well, it's the... Goodbye. We love you. Goodbye. We love you. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.